Vinny Pasquantino, and welcome to Clubhouse Conversation. They come from all corners of the world, and they descend on towns everywhere. Burlington, North Carolina, Idaho Falls, Idaho, Lexington, Kentucky, Wilmington, Delaware, Springdale, Arkansas, Papillion, Nebraska, and Kansas City, Missouri. What do all these men have in common? They work together to win. It's time to talk to another Royal on Clubhouse Conversation. A slugger with big-time personality. That's what you're going to love about Vinny Pasquantino, who's about to join us today right here on Clubhouse Conversation. It's Davo, and this is the place where we catch up with all your favorite current and former Royals players. Yes, Vinny Pasquantino. What an awesome name, first of all. What an awesome season he's having, second of all. 26 combined home runs since the spring began at Old Dominion University in Virginia, where Pasquantino was playing. The Royals took him in the 11th round of the draft. 15 jacks there, 11 for the Burlington Royals so far as he's debuted this year for the Royals in rookie ball in the Appalachian League. Tearing the cover off of the ball is Vinny Pasquantino. Excited to have him on the show today. Now, before we bring him in, I've got to pimp our social media real quick, too. At Royals Clubhouse on Twitter. Hope you're following along at Royals Clubhouse there. Clubhouse Conversation on Facebook and, of course, here on the website, clubhouseconversation.com, where you can have all of our interviews downloaded directly into your iTunes from subscribing here with our high-tech website, which is a mediocre website, but great content, I think. That's my personal opinion. Anyway, appreciate you listening. Vinny Pasquantino joins us on Clubhouse Conversation, like I said, currently in the Appalachian League, driving and runs, hitting home runs, including a three-run jack again. Last night, Vinny, first of all, glad to have you on. And second of all, how's everything going with you? Yeah, thank you for having me on. Uh, everything's going pretty well. It's pretty hot out here. It's pretty humid, but at least it's not 115 like I heard it was in Arizona. Oh, gosh. Um, but it's just really humid out here. So we just <laughs> if you want to lose weight, Burlington, North Carolina is the place to be right now. <laughs> well, I used to live out there in Charlotte. I love Isn't that state great? Don't you love North Carolina? Yeah, it's awesome. And it's nice for me because only two and a half hours away from home yeah i was gonna ask you that so are your friends and family getting to watch you quite a bit you know being from nearby virginia yeah my girlfriend's here right now uh she's visiting until sunday i think my dad is coming up tonight my grandparents have been here a few times it's just i'm really lucky honestly that the royals picked me because this is i played at this place in high school a few times uh, so it's just something that's really cool because people can come out and I'm still able to see friends from school, you know, family and everything. Like, some guys are across the country, so they don't get to see their family all summer, and I'm lucky enough I get to see them every few weeks. Uh, so it's just it's just really nice being, being over here. So you actually played at Burlington Athletic Stadium in high school, too? I did. There was a tournament down here called the Border Battle, which was it was kind of like the some of the players from Virginia would go down and play some of the players from North Carolina. And you just kind of had a little bit of a tournament down there. And that was at uh, Burlington Athletic Stadium. And then there was another tournament I went in. I was actually on the same team as Khalil Lee. We played on the Virginia Cardinals together. Yeah. And, Noah, and Noah Murdoch, who's on the Burlington Royals right now, too. We all played together, and we played at Burlington Athletic Stadium uh, in high school. So it's pretty cool that, you know, we're back here now. Dude, what a small world. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Khalil and, and Noah, yeah, both great talents. Uh, so the switch to the wooden bat, man, so things don't seem to be slowing you down much. That's been a pretty easy transition for you, I take it? I wouldn't say easy uh, by any means, but, uh, you know, it's just one of those things you know it's going to get a little bit faster and 
with the wood bats, it's a little bit tougher, but it's not, you know, it's not that big of a difference. You just kind of get used to playing every day, honestly. And you're seeing better pitching every single day. So it's, it's just one of those things you got to be mentally tough enough to make that adjustment to, to just be ready on a, on a daily basis instead of in college on a, on a more of a weekly basis. That makes sense. So you're at 26 home runs now, if you count the 15 at Old Dominion, 11 so far at Burlington, including one last night. How much fun are you having playing right now, man? Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Baseball is one of those games. I remember when I first got out to, to minicamp and we were doing just live DP off the of pitchers that were out there, and I couldn't hit a lick. This was right after the college season, right before we went to Burlington. We went out to Arizona for the spring training facility just for about a week of workouts. And I don't think I touched the ball. I think I struck out more than half of my bats. And I remember thinking, like, maybe this was the wrong decision. Like, uh, I was sitting there, just I was getting carved up, and guys were striking me out left and right. I just remember thinking to myself, man, baseball's really hard. And it's gotten a little bit, it's not easier now, but now that I have the confidence that I can actually hit, because I had no confidence when I got out to Arizona, especially the first week with wood bats. Uh, now it's, it's definitely more fun now, but I think it's it's not just more fun because I'm playing better. It's just more fun because we get, we get used to playing with each other every day and kind of having confidence from the guys on the team and just building your own confidence throughout the year is what, what kind of makes it work and what makes it fun. Because I, I don't think there's really other sports that has the camaraderie like minor league baseball has. I mean, we're living with these guys every day. We're at the field five hours before the game. There's just And if you can learn to love that, then baseball is just a joy to to be a part of in fairness man you've seen the pitching we have in the minor leagues and the numbers they're putting up i mean you're not facing you know bad pitchers you know and out, out in arizona right no no not at all I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I was, yeah they were just i was a little bit i was probably a little in over my head the first week out there and i'm kind of glad that happened because i think i personally think you learn more from failure than you do from success because you kind of see what you do wrong and what you can do to make it right and that week probably helped me more than if I had gone down there and did really well. Yeah, well, a lot of other guys across the minor leagues are seeing that every night against our pitchers, man. Man, they're putting up some numbers. It's exciting. Um, so how about that cycle last night by Burl Dixon? That's pretty cool, right? Yeah, that was awesome. I remember he was up. We, it was the last day. I think we were up 12-4, to four, something like that, when he hit it. And we were all just kind of waiting. Like, all right, Burl, you know what you need to do. So let's just do it. Because we've had a few guys who've been close this year. I think Logan Porter's been close once or twice. I've been close once or twice. And we've had a few other guys that we've really kind of been on the edge with. They have three hits, and they only need one thing to do it. So it was kind of nice to actually see somebody finish it off. And it was nice that it was Burl. Because no offense to Logan and I, but we don't really have the speed to hit a triple. So it's nice to see Burl did it for us because, we need one of the faster guys to be able to leg that triple out for us. And he was able to do it. The dugout went crazy last night. It was awesome. and Couldn't have happened to a better guy, too. Um, Pearl's just a really, really nice guy. And he's there every day for everybody. And, you know, things came together for him last night. And he looked really good. You mentioned another guy I wanted to ask you about, Logan Porter. So how does this guy have an 1,100 OPS, a 481 on base, 648 slugging percentage how is that possible is he a video game character and how, how cool is he unbelievable and he's, he's pretty much the leader of our team too i mean he he makes us go and he obviously i've never seen a major leaguer hit when i'm at the same place as him i've seen them 
you know, when I'm in the stands, but he's got the most professional approach I've ever seen. He he knows what he wants when he goes up to the plate, and if he doesn't get it, he's not going to chase. He takes walks like crazy. He doesn't strike out that much. He's just a, he's just a true professional. And to be honest, I'm glad that he, he's here for me because I think he's helped me learn more about professional baseball than anybody else could have, just watching him day in and day out. And his story is just so awesome. And it's just good to see a guy like that playing unbelievably well right now. And, you know, he's just somebody you look up to. I don't think anybody on the team doesn't look up to that guy because he just does everything the right way. He's always, you know, he's never late. He's always early. He's one of the first guys there. He's one of the last guys to leave. I know that sounds cliche, but it's true. And it sounds cliche when everybody says it, but for the most part, you don't say it about guys that it's not true with. And he's just, he's just that guy. And if he just keeps doing what he's doing, he's going to be in pretty good shape. And it's just it's honestly an honor to just be a teammate with him, the way that he's doing everything he is. So I know he's a little bit older. Did he go on a mission before? or What's his backstory? I don't So All I know is that he went to a school in Oklahoma, or I believe it was Oklahoma. We were talking about this the other day. And then he went to Dixie State in Utah yeah. to help out with his family in Arizona because it's closer to Arizona. And then he lives like five minutes away from the complex, the spring training complex. And he was a catcher. He is a catcher. So he was there. I guess he had known some of the guys in the Royals or something. I could be completely wrong. I don't know. I'm not spitballing or anything, but they had him come catch bullpens and then you know he was hitting in the cage and he could hit and then next thing you know he was getting some time at first base and I think he hit over 300 in the fall league in the in the uh, Arizona league last year mm-hmm. and so now he's just in Burlington I don't really know the full story because I'm not him but um, so from what I know is basically he signed to be a bullpen catcher and then next thing you know they figured out he could rake and wow. now he's done done nothing but <laughs> done nothing but rake <laughs> wow we'll have to get him on the show sometime that sounds amazing uh yeah. now besides logan who are some of the other teammates you've become close to so far well my roommate is jake means uh-huh. from kansas city uh-huh. so that's been an interesting perspective because especially with bubba starling just getting called up he i guess they're family friends or something uh-huh. So that was cool seeing that happen, and he's got a brother in the major leagues, so he's got a he's got a pretty interesting story too, going to JUCO and then going to Indiana State. When he won a Golden Glove there, I believe, and now he's with the Royals. I was a Yankees fan growing up, but obviously the Yankees aren't from Richmond, Virginia, so I can only imagine how how cool it is to be drafted by the team that you you grew up loving and idolizing. So it was kind of kind of cool to see that from his perspective Mike Sweeney was uh here in Burlington about a week ago and it was pretty cool seeing Jake talking to him because it looked like that's the guy he grew up watching <laughs> uh, so that was a pretty cool thing it was like meeting your idol and he's in the dugout with us uh almost teaching us how to play the game so that was a pretty cool thing there's a few other guys I got close pretty close to John Ray who got called up to Lexington pretty mm-hmm. early so mm-hmm. he hasn't been here um Awesome guy, tearing it up in Lexington from what I've, what I've heard. Uh, Michael Massey's another one. He's my next-door roommate, so he's not my roommate, but he's right there if we need him. Massey's the most intense guy I think I've ever met in my life. He, I've never seen a guy care about his body more in a good way. 
he just the guy just gets after it. If you ever if you ever need somebody to motivate you, Michael Mathis is your guy. So those are probably the yeah. And then there's the bullpen, and it's hard to name names with that because the bullpen just feels like a cult. And I guess that's how it is with every team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah, when they're off the field, they're all together. When they're on the field, they're all together in the bullpen. They all have mustaches together, so it's hard to tell them all apart. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of who I've gotten close with. That's classic. Okay, so I want to talk about 2019 a bit more later. Oh, by the way, Mike Sweeney is the man, isn't he? I love that guy. He's like the yeah. the nice. It's not fake. He's the that's him. He's the nicest human being on or off the baseball field. It's it's insane how nice he yeah, is. Yeah, he really is. Yeah, the Royals do a really good job with that because Reggie Sanders came in a uh-huh. few weeks ago too, uh-huh. and he's also one of the nicest people I've ever met. So they're sending in really nice guys to talk with us. It's probably a confidence booster for us. If we're going down, so it's a good it's a good idea for the Royals to send those guys in. <laughs> yeah. They they can put you in a good mood really quick. Yeah, yeah, Sweden dog. I've known him since I was like in junior high school. He's the nicest guy, man. Well, okay, yeah. so we'll come back to 2019 later. Um, but so Mosley, Virginia. Now you, I think you just said Richmond, right? Is is Mosley outside of Richmond? Yeah, it's on the outskirts of Richmond. Okay, because Mosley is technically like a village, right? It's not even a city technically now. I guess it's a county. It's right next to Chesterfield County, which is right next to uh, Richmond. So, okay. But I live like right on the line of it. Okay. Now, so you grew up basically in Richmond. Is that a fair statement? Right. Okay. Okay. Now, it, was your first spoken word really ball when you were a baby? It was, yeah. It, that's one of the prouder things I am of myself. That, <laughs> that was my first word, not mom or dad or something. <laughs> You had your priorities straight. I like it. Uh, okay, so you mentioned the Yankees. Who was your favorite player growing up? To be honest, it was Evan Longoria. I know that doesn't sound right because he played for the Rays, and I don't even know what it was about him that I liked. I just he was my favorite player. He was growing up. That was the password to like my computer and my phone, and <laughs> pretty much everything was Longoria three. And I, I don't even really know why. Um, it just was. Maybe you have a secret crush on Eva Longoria, and he reminded you of her. Maybe there's something. Yeah, that that could have definitely been it. Uh, So James River High School, 444 average, your high school career. Uh, You were a two-time all-conference, all-region selection there. So was baseball your number one sport growing up and in your main sport? It was. I got cut from the basketball team my freshman year because I was short. Really? Um, You're 6'4", right? Yeah, I'm 6'4", now, so... They tried to get me to play my senior year, but I didn't want to risk it with with uh, just injuries and everything. I wanted to just focus on baseball. Um, but baseball was pretty much it. I did act in high school. I was in a few school plays. Oh, cool. uh, I was in Dracula. And in sixth grade, I was Bilbo Baggins in The Hobbit because <laughs> I was so small. Uh, but that, that's funny that you mentioned my average in high school because the reason it wasn't higher was because of Nathan Eaton. Oh, he, really? He made me go 0 for 4 my last high school game of my junior year, and that ruined everything. We didn't make the playoffs. He shut us out. Uh, so Nathan Eaton is the reason why we didn't go to the state championship that year. Oh, I love it. Because he, yeah. Have you gotten to know him? Yep. I played with him growing up as well. We, we mostly played against each other, but we played with each other when we were younger. And as we grew up, we played against each other more. Dude, you know all these guys with the Royals. Anybody else in the organization you knew before? Daniel Lynch. Oh, yeah. Virginia kid. That makes sense. Yep. Um, and I think that's it. That's so still amazing. That's like five guys. You know, that's pretty pretty remarkable. 
yeah, it's a, it's a good it's a good amount of guys. That's pretty cool. I mean, I, I believe it was the same scout that drafted all of us who we've all known. Um, so it's just pretty cool. It's it's nice having a little bit of uh, you know just being comfortable with the guys that you're around. I flew out to Arizona with Noah Murdoch, and we played travel ball growing up, so that was nice. It's just nice with having people that you know. Not like it would really matter because at the end of the day, we're all being paid to play baseball, so we're going to show up to work. But it's nice showing up to work with guys that you know and who you're comfortable with. Yeah. Um, you also went to high school, or the same high school. Did you know Nathan Kirby? He was a little bit before me. I think he. I was in eighth grade when he was a senior. But okay. I probably I, th- I know a lot about him just from him being a, basically a myth, in my opinion, at James River because I never really saw him pitch. Yeah. But – he was what a first round pick with Milwaukee, and he had a Tommy John. I missed a couple of years. So hopefully, he'll make it back someday. Um, yeah, hopefully. Now, what made you choose Old Dominion for college? Uh, a few things, mostly because it was it's in state. I wanted to stay in state, so that and it was about two hours away from home, so my grandparents could come see me play, and I could still see them. And they just recently moved down to the Outer Banks, which is only about forty five minutes from school. So that was nice. I could see them even more. I can see it's basically it was basically family related in terms of my actual family and because the staff at Old Dominion they do a really good job of making it family oriented program. It, it's not one of those programs where there's a lot of cuts made every year and they bring in way too many guys and they're going to cut people and you know it. It's they bring in who they want to bring in and they bring in a certain a certain type of person and character wise and I really like that. Chris Finwood, who's the head coach there, I think he did a really good job my three years there just of making it a family. And those three years are going to be unbelievable. They, they were unbelievable for me. I mean, I made lifelong friendships just from going to ODU, and it was probably the best decision I've ever made in my life. The Monarchs, man, right? Isn't that what you guys are? That's right. The Monarchs. Yeah, You guys got good football teams. This went D1 a couple years ago, maybe five years ago now. Good teams out there. That's yeah, they're pretty good. We beat Virginia Tech this year, yeah. which, was a, which was a huge win for us. I, I worked that game, so that was pretty cool seeing that that happened. Uh, I, I've never seen the campus of ODU look like that before, where people were just – it was basically one big riot after we beat Virginia Tech. <laughs> now, what do you mean you worked that game? What would you do? So for the baseball team there, every, every home football game, we work it. And so it's different guys every week. You do the, the, the field goal nets. You put them up for field goals and, and extra points. So really? that was, that was the game I decided to work. Oh. It's, it's pretty cool, yeah. Now, you were a communications major. What were you going to do if you, weren't, if you weren't playing pro baseball? Were you going like the media side of it or what? That's, that was my plan. So it's, there's an internship after you finish, and that's where you kind of decide what you want to do because it's a pretty broad subject to be studying but that's what that's what the plan was i i did a almost a half internship with my summer ball team that i played for after my freshman year the charlottesville tom Sox, last summer and then i had to go back to school early so i couldn't finish it but i'm just kind of working with the media relations team for for that baseball team and just kind of seeing what it was like so i think that's what i would have gone into is probably trying to do an internship in some sort of media relations field and then just basically seeing what was available for for work. But that's what I really like doing. I know interviews can't really 
make it seem like this always, but I'm a very talkative person. Our manager, Chris Wizard, tells me I talk way too much when I'm on the field, talking to other players and coaches and umpires and things, but that's my game, and I think he knows that now. And I've tamed it a little bit, but, yeah, with the communications degree, I feel like I could go into any any sort of field if I wanted to, and it's just it's some, it's a good – I like the subject, and it was fun studying about all the different things that you can do with it. Yeah, maybe maybe radio's in your future. Did you know that uh, I interviewed Chris Bubich a while back? You know he wanted to be a play-by-play guy, and he, he used to, like, turn the sound down and act like he was the announcer and stuff? Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah, so when you run right. into him someday, you'll have to ask him about that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, so Cape Cod um, is a league that always intrigues me. So after your sophomore year, which I guess was, what, last summer, right? A year ago? Or right. two, two summers ago, I guess. Whatever. Anyway, what was that experience like in the Cape? So I was only there for nine days because I had a back injury that kept me from being able to finish the season, which I'm, I'm healthy now. So that is a thing of the past, just to make sure that that's clear. <laughs> but uh, I, it was a really good experience. I had the best, the best post dad. His name was Dan Johnson, and now I have to text him and tell him I talked about him on radio, so maybe he'll text me back. Yeah, he's really good, but, yeah, he was awesome. Just having – I think that was the best part about it is you're up there where the weather is really nice, by the way. It's 70 and pretty much sunny every day, and it's just – it's a good experience because you're around the best ball players in the country at the collegiate level, and you just learn a lot from everybody, so – the fields aren't the greatest, and I think that's what made it, makes it cool is it's kind of what is America's pastime, which is playing at high school fields in front of decent crowds, but you're playing really good baseball, and it was just awesome. I mean, if you get a chance to go up there, you should go up there because it's just one of those things that – it's just one of those things. It's the Cape Cod League. That's what everybody talks about. Does it really matter for your pro prospects? No. Because if you're good enough, they're going to find you anyway. I'm the best player I ever played with in my life. He's with the Astros now, and he played in the Valley League, and he was a D3 player, and he's still one of the best hitters I've ever seen. But the Cape Cod is just one of those things where, you know, there's movies made about it, and it's just a, it's just a full experience, and they do it the right way up there. Like I was saying with my host dad, he was just a really good guy, and he, that's what they care about up there is the summer league baseball. Like he worked the grounds crew for it. He, that's, that's just what they do, and it's just a really cool thing to be a part of. And even though I was only there for nine days, it, it felt like I was a part of something special up there. Now, you mentioned movies. I had to ask you, have you seen Summer Catch? Yeah, I have, yes. What a good, that's funny that your host dad was like a lawn guy because, you know, Freddie Prince Jr.'s dad mows lawns, and he falls in love with the girl, Jessica Biel. So were there a lot of hot girls that are out there at the games that want to do, do bullpens with the pitchers or what? <laughs> Yeah, I, to be honest, I wouldn't really know. I wasn't up there long enough to be able to tell you. Oh, gosh. I love that movie, man. That's a classic. Uh, yeah. Okay, so your involvement as a hitter then, you're evolving, I guess I should say, um, at the college level. So you had a really good freshman year at ODU, struggled a bit yeah. as a sophomore, and then you tore the cover off the ball this year. Uh, you know, 10 more home runs in your previous high. You had a 962 OPS this year. What clicked for you this year as compared to the previous years? What was it about this year? I think what clicked is, not worrying about things I can't control and at the beginning of the year I was coming into a I was coming into my junior year expecting and hoping to get drafted and I think I worried about that too much and I tried to prove myself too much and it was really just like if I just go out there and play my game things are going to work out for me and I didn't really click until halfway through the year when we were at UAB 
where uh, Tyler Colbert, who's the shortstop there, he also got drafted by the Royals. So I met him in Arizona, and that was a cool thing too. But that's mostly what it was. Is just I went up there and worried about driving in runs, and that's what I could control. So that's all I tried to do. I didn't try to do anything else. I didn't try to aim the ball. I didn't try to look for the right pitch. I just went up there, and my approach was drive a guy in. And basically something that I've always talked about is you don't really have time to think at the plate, so my approach is hit ball hard. I think you have time to think about three three words, and those are my three words. So that's basically what I live by, just hit ball hard and let things, you know, let things play the way they do, and that's what happened towards the second half of that year. And hopefully I can keep doing what I'm doing and just keep hitting balls hard. So th- there was nothing with launch angle? You didn't study that or anything like that? I do a little bit in this offseason. I'm sure I'll get into it a little bit more with the Royals and, and instructs and everything. But it's just one of those things that's – I wouldn't say that's – it's not a huge part of my game, and it's not because I don't care about it or anything. But it's just when you're up there, baseball's way too hard to try to aim the ball yeah. and put it at a certain certain angle because – I mean, you can hit a ball really hard and it's right at somebody, or you can hit it really soft and it's a hit. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those games where it's a game of failure. So, yes, that's important, and yes, there's a reason for it because of all the shifts and everything. Sometimes it's easier to just hit a ball over the guy, but sometimes the pitch doesn't call for that exact swing. So it's just one of those things that I'll take advantage of the launch angle if I can and try to aim the ball up. But if I can't because it's a good pitch or something like that, I'm just going to try to put it in play hard and make it tough for the defenders to get me out. So how old were you when you knew you had a legit chance of playing pro? Was it not till college or was it high school? Like, Was there a moment where you're like, man, I actually might get drafted someday? I think it was my senior year of high school. I knew I was going to go to college. I wasn't worried about the draft when I was a senior in high school, but that's sort of when my power started to, started to develop a little bit, and I still don't think I've reached my full potential with power. It's just one of those things that comes as you get older. That's from what I've heard. Obviously, I don't have any experience in getting older department yet. But it's just that's when I started to be able to backspin balls out the other way or to center field, and that's when it more became real. And at that point, I knew I needed to just learn how to hit, and that's what the coaches at Old Dominion really helped me with. In my three years, they taught me how to hit, not necessarily just for power, but also to be a good hitter. So... That's just kind of when it when it kind of crept into my mind, and then I didn't really worry about it again until the beginning of this year. And then when I stopped worrying about it is when I started playing well. Now, before we talk about draft day itself, uh, the scouting process this past spring and summer, or maybe even last year, when did the Royals kind of come in? Did you, do you remember them coming in strong on you, or you know, the first time you talked to them or anything? So I spoke to the Royals for the first time when I was in high school. So the coach of my summer team helps out the scout for the Royals in our area, just as if he sees a guy, he'll let him know. So I had met the Royals guy. I had been to a few workouts in high school, so I had known the guy. His name's Jim Farr. He worked as a coach at Old Dominion for a little bit. He was the coach at William Mary for a little bit. And so I had known him since high school. So then when this year came around in the fall, he was, he was always around. He's got a dog that came to a few games. I remember at VCU, his dog was there. And so I think my first meeting with him was probably after our fall season when I first started talking to him. And then he was at a few games in the spring, talked to him a little bit then. And then 
about a week before the draft. I talked to him again, and then the day of the draft, he called me. Very nice. I guess the Royals have a big history, you know, Dayton Moore with George Mason and everything. Did you know about that, the whole George Mason stuff? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, if, you, if you go to George Mason, you're in with the Royals. Oh, really? Okay, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> that, I, I'm, just ki- I'm just kidding. I don't have any insight on that, but I just know that Chris Widger, our manager, went to George Mason, and our GM, Dayton Moore, went to George Mason, and J.J. Piccolo uh-huh. went to George Mason. So it's, I always mess with Widge about that because he just told me that his, his daughter is going to Delaware, I think, uh-huh. and I made fun of him for her not going to George Mason, too. <laughs> Widger's a cool dude, by the way. I talked to him last year in Wilmington. I like him. Yeah, um, he's awesome. He's a, probably one of the best first-year managers I could have, anybody could have, because he, he's really good at helping us learn the learn the professional game. So were you really at a McDonald's drive through when you got taken in the 11th round? Tell us that story. So, yes, I was. So we weren't sure when I was going to go. We, we figured I was going to get drafted at some point. We just didn't know when. So the second day of the draft, we went to a place called Mellow Mushroom in I Richmond. Love, I the, love Mellow Mushroom, dude. It's the best pizza in the world. Yeah, it's, it's really good. So we went there, and we just kind of waited it out. And my high school had a game that night. So I went to the game and just kind of waited for a phone call just in case. Nothing came. So the next day, the draft started at 12. My dad was at work, and he couldn't. We were going to go to Buffalo Wild Wings to just kind of sit there and see what happened. So he asked if I could go to McDonald's for him to pick him up some food on our way to Buffalo Wild Wings. So he had he'd forgotten his lunch at home that day, so we just went to go pick him up some McDonald's. And the draft started at noon. It was about 12.01. I get a FaceTime from one of my friends from school. His name's Bryce Windham. He got picked up by the Cubs this year. And he called me and he said, congratulations. And I just looked at him and said, what? He said, you just, you just got drafted. So I, my next question is, by who? And then he's like, the Royals. And I'm like, oh, okay. Awesome. <laughs> so then I get a call from my agent, and he said, hey, did you see that? And I said, I haven't seen it, but I've heard. And then, like, 30 seconds later, the scout called me, and he said, hey, I'm sure you've seen it, but we just uh, we just drafted you. So that was just kind of it, and then it was all the logistics of how to get to Arizona pretty much as quick as possible. And then we went to Buffalo Oddling still, even though we knew what the results were. But... <laughs> It was just, it was definitely, it was a sleepless, (laughs) sorry, it was a sleepless week, that's for sure, but it was nice when it was finally, it was finally over. That's a pretty stressful week for a lot of people, I'm sure, just across the board. Yeah, wow, what, that's got to be like the best three minutes of your life, right? All those calls in a row? (laughs) It was, it was nuts, and I feel bad for the people that texted me and I didn't have their number, because I never know what to say in that situation, but my phone was a little crazy there for a while, but that's what's cool, is it's nice that enough people cared to even text me, because they didn't have to do that, so it was just really nice to have, have a good amount of people shoot me a text or give me a call saying congratulations, just, it was just really cool. So were the Royals one of the top teams you thought might take you, or did you like have no idea? To be honest, I didn't even think the Royals were really in it. We thought the Orioles might take me with a, with their pick that day. There was a few other teams that we thought might take me, and then when it was the Royals, it was like, okay, that makes sense. Like I've had a history with them, but we weren't really, we just weren't really sure because I hadn't been in contact with them right before the draft. We knew. That they there was a shot that they take me then, but we just didn't know. There was no prior contact that morning or anything, so it was just 
just one of those things, and I'm really happy that they did it because it's a really good organization, and I don't know any other organizations, but I feel like the Royals do things the right way, and I'm really happy to be here. You hit the jackpot, man. I've talked to a lot of guys with different organizations that end up here, and they all say it's night and day better here. So you, you hit the jackpot. Now, how, have you been to Kansas City ever? I'm guessing no, right? I, well, sort of. We went to Kansas State this year for Old Dominion Baseball, and we flew into Kansas City. Okay. So I've, I've kind of been there, but not really. Well, we'll have a new airport here pretty soon. I'm sure you remember how small and old it was, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it took forever too. Did it really? Uh, yeah. Okay, so you're doing the host. You're not doing the host family. Do people do host families in Burlington or not? Or not because it's short season. No, we stay in a country inn and suite. It's super nice though. Is so it? It's, huh. We've got a living room and it's technically like two rooms in the one, so that makes things nicer because you're not just laying in bed all day. How's the uh, how's the continental breakfast? Do they have the uh, the waffle maker there at least? Oh, of course they have the waffle waffle maker. That's a deal breaker for anybody. I think <laughs> if they don't have that. Uh, okay, so I want to ask you about a few of your teammates real quick. Here, you mentioned uh, Michael Massey being intense. I was going to ask about him. How about is it Michael Michael Garcia, right? Michael Garcia, that's right. Tell us about him a little bit. He he's probably the best shortstop I've ever seen in my life. Sorry to any other shortstops that I've played with in the past, but he he makes every play. For I mean, for the most part, he's the most consistent guy. He he hits. He just hits line drives in the right center gap all the time. And he's pretty young. I believe he's 19, and he's just a really nice guy. And he's a good teammate to everybody. There's no issues. It's he doesn't. He speaks. I mean, he speaks pretty good English for being his second language. And he's just a really good guy. I mean, he he plays well at shortstop. He hits. He does everything the right way. So, I mean, no complaints with Garcia at all. Can you imagine what the kids from the Dominican Republic or Venezuela or Colombia or Nicaragua, can you imagine having to not only try to hit with a wood bat and, like you were talking about, struggling in Arizona, but not knowing the language? Like, that that's to be so tough. I mean, you've got to respect the hell out of those guys, right? Oh, yeah, no doubt. It's got to be so hard, especially if you – didn't know any English coming in because they have English classes that they take, but I'm sure class doesn't help with so much because it's almost the same way that we learn Spanish. It's almost just talking with the guys and kind of figuring out what they're saying and, and how to say words because there's so much slang that goes into it. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it, my respect level for the guys from other countries is just absurd because it's so much harder for them. The learning curve is so much bigger and they just, you know, they're they're behind a little bit when they get here because of that. So it's even more impressive when they get ahead by playing so well. I'm going to tell you about a movie that's going to change your life if you haven't seen it. Have you seen Sugar, the baseball movie? I have not. Oh, it's based on the Kansas City organization, which is essentially the Royals. They don't say the Royals, but it's a, about a Dominican pitcher that's over in the academy, and then he comes over to A-ball and struggles with the culture and the language and, and what he goes through from his It's an amazing movie. you got to watch it. It's called Sugar. Sugar? Sugar, yeah. It came out like maybe in 2009. Okay. Uh, uh, I, th- I think it might be on Netflix. I don't know. But definitely, you got to watch it, man. It's a game. I'm telling you. It's my favorite. That and For Love of the Game are my two favorite. Well, I want to get to my last 10 random questions, 10 rapid-fire questions to wrap up to get to know you better. One of them is, what's your favorite baseball movie of all time? Major League. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Love Major League. Okay, now... Mark Sanchez, is he really your all-time favorite athlete? Because that seems like a random all-time favorite athlete. All-time favorite athlete. And if he ever listens to this, I hope he does. 
<laughs> yeah. He, so I'm a Jets fan, not because of New York or anything, because when I was growing up, Vinny Testaverde was the quarterback. Yeah. And I had never met anybody with the name Vinny before, so I just became a Jets fan because of that. So I was a Jets fan through all the tough times, and then Mark Sanchez gets there, and next thing you know, they go to two AFC championships, and it was like, all right, let's, Mark Sanchez is my guy. I had a sweatshirt with him, everything, and then the whole butt fumble thing happened. <laughs> that was that was tough. And then, but yeah, I mean, I just respect the guy who can get you to the AFC championship twice, and I don't know what it was about him. It was kind of like the Evan Longoria thing. He just, uh, it he was just my guy always growing up. So like sometimes at different schools or somewhere I'd get chirped and heckled from outside, like from the fans of me liking Mark Sanchez. So that was kind of interesting. And I told you this over text, but the day that he retired a few weeks ago, I got like 20 text messages from different people saying sorry to me about Mark Sanchez retiring. It was hilarious. It's just one of those things. And it kind of became a running joke, especially as his career kind of dwindled down. But I still liked Mark Sanchez, so it, it was just one of those things that it just stuck for some reason, probably because he wasn't ever the best player on the field or anything like that, and he was my guy, so everybody always made fun of me about it, but, you know, that's my dude. So. That's great. I love, by the way, you mentioned Vinny Testaverde because your name is Vinny. I love, by the way, I was reading your bio. Doesn't your family have, like, non-Italian names? It's like Bob and John or something, but yours is like, you're the only one that has the true Italian name, right, of, the, of your yeah, family? So it's my dad is Dennis, my mom is Jennifer, my brother is Zachary, and I'm, and I'm Vinny. I love it. I love it. It's, be, it's because uh, my grandfather, he, he's got a bunch of Italian names in his family, but his, his mom wanted to distance his name from the Italian, like being so much Italian, so they named him Dennis. So it's Dennis. He's Denny. That's what everybody calls him. And then it's my dad is Dennis, and then my older brother is Zach, and then I'm Vinny. I love it, man. Okay, now, speaking of the Jets, did you watch Hard Knocks when Rex Ryan was on there? Because that's the best one I've ever seen. Yeah, I did. That dude, that guy is a trip. I love him. Yeah, oh. he's awesome. I love Rex Ryan. Uh, I read, or, yeah, read you're a good putt-putt player. Do you do this regularly, and are you also a golfer, or just more of the putt-putt thing? I am so bad at golf, but I can, I can putt, that's for sure. But my dad is better than me. He's a... He's a national champion in the game of putt-putt. What? Yeah, so if you look on the Pro Putters Association website, which is – so putt-putt is, is an actual thing. It's not – so mini golf and putt-putt are different. Putt-putt has the orange, uh, uh, like, aluminum walls that you can bounce the ball off and you know where it's going. And then mini golf is the brick where you don't actually know where it's going. If you hit it off the brick, it might hit a crack in the brick or something. Oh. And Putt-Putt is an actual, it's a, it's a brand. It's the, it's, they're called Putt-Putt Fun Centers, and they're arcades with Putt-Putt outside. And they have a league that you play in, and my dad ended up winning the national championship one year. I think it was 1993. <laughs> he was on TV for it and everything. No way. Was that on like ESPN at like 3 o'clock in the morning or something? Yeah, probably. Uh, but 
every Tuesday night they do tournaments in Richmond over the summer. So my junior year of high school, I would get all my buddies from school and we would go up there. And it's it's only a bunch of old dudes that play, but they're really good. Yeah. So you never want to get matched up with them because they're unreal. I mean, these guys have things at the end of their putters where they can pick up the ball out of the hole so they don't have to bend down to pick it up. <laughs> but, but so we like learned the course and learned everything we needed to do about the course. And two years ago, I finally beat my dad for the first time in the, in the Christmas tournament, which was a huge accomplishment for me. <laughs> That's am- I did not know that. That's, I didn't know any of this. That's amazing. All right. Uh, so let's see your own baseball card. How cool is it having one of those now? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Well, it's, it's kind of funny because we have his name, CB Wilkins. He was a photographer that comes to ODU baseball games and he would make us baseball cards. So I've kind of had a little bit of a taste of it before, and he's awesome. So shout out to CB because he, he came to a game a few days ago. He's just a really good guy. Came to came to a lot of our games at ODU. Helps out with, you know, he'll go see recruits play and take pictures of them, and everybody likes having their picture taken. But it's pretty cool having your own baseball card. You grow up and you see all these cards all the time, and sometimes you don't even notice them, but they're there. And now I'm on one. So that's just, it's just pretty cool. to It's kind of a dream come true to see that. Did you collect cards or autographs growing up? I tried to, but uh, if you ever get to know me, you'll know that I'm not the most organized person. So for about a day, I'll be super organized, and then I'll kind of let let go for a few days. So that was always my problem with that, is I'd get real organized with my baseball cards one day, and then I would lose them. <laughs> All right. Now, do you prefer dogs or cats? I prefer dogs, and that's a, that's a tough topic right now because I'm debating whether to adopt a dog right now. Um, actually, currently, I have about two hours to decide if I'm going to adopt this dog. Do it, dude. Save a life, man. Do it. Well, so uh, the problem would be you have to live with my girlfriend in, during the season and then live with me in the offseason, or, yeah, live with me in the offseason, which would be fine. We just need to make sure it's okay. So I'm sure my dad will listen to this, and he'll either be super mad if I get the dog or super happy if I don't because he – He's a very logistical person, and he knows how hard it is to keep a dog. He might also be mad that you called him out for beating him in putt-putt, man. You took it to him, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I absolutely did. Uh, all right, my last three real quick here. Uh, rumor has it you had a Dwayne Bow Chiefs jersey in high school. How did you end up with one of those in Virginia? I was a big thrift shopper in high school. So <laughs> okay. I, wore Hawaiian, I wore Hawaiian shirts to school every day with my friends. And we were, every Wednesday was Wacky Wednesday at this one thrift store we went to. And one day they had a Chiefs jersey in there for 75 cents. So <laughs> I snagged it. And it's, it's mine. <laughs> I love it. So you still have the Dwayne. So you could rock the Dwayne Bow this fall on a, on a football Sunday, right? Yeah, that's absolutely what I'm going to be doing. I love it. You got to adopt the Chiefs now, right? I mean, you watched yeah. what Pat Mahomes did last year. It's pretty impressive stuff, right? Yeah, that's the best part. Is no one, no one can be mad at me for liking the Chiefs now. So that's huge. That you know, it's, the Jets versus the Chiefs in the AFC Championship this year. That's fine. I'm a winner either way. Yeah, I love it. You, you can't be accused of hopping on the bandwagon either because you got drafted by the Royals, so they can suck that's it. Right. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Uh, okay, an off day for Vinny Pasquantino. What are you doing to chill or, or for fun on an off day? I'm at the pool pretty much all day getting a tan on. Huh? That's that's pretty much what I'm doing. Some guys go play golf. Some guys sleep in all day. I'm at the pool with my roommate probably just sitting there enjoying the weather if it's nice. Okay, love it. And my last question for you is, what would you like to say to Royals fans listening right now? 
I would just like to say thanks for welcoming me into this organization the way you guys have. I mean, my Twitter has been electric sometimes with people tagging me in tweets and everything, and it's just really cool to see. I didn't know what it would be like to be in professional baseball when it came to the fans and everything, but the fans of Burlington especially have welcomed us in to their town, and from what I hear, that's how every fan base is for this team, for the Royals organization, and I just nothing but gratitude and thanks for me on that end. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, you know, I've enjoyed talking to you, and we'll definitely have to keep up with you from year to year and stay in touch. And uh, we're happy you're a Royal, and, and keep having fun, man. Quit driving, you know, keep driving that baseball, having fun, and we'll talk to you soon. Yep, thank you. Yep, take care. Have a good day. You too.